0: Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this week's post-RAW review. We have got so much to go through. What a show. This really was such an exciting show. Um, I, I wouldn't say a perfect show, but certainly something that I am just so excited to watch on a regular basis. So much going on, so much to talk about. We need to get into it. We need to get into it. Let's start, shall we, with uh, how the show began, and that was the reveal of the bracket for the Women's Tag Tournament. We found out on Friday that the Women's Tag Tournament was going to be taking place. This obviously feels like a vehicle to bring Sasha and Naomi back. I think... That they will return as soon as the winners of this have been crowned. I think as soon as the winners of this have been crowned. I think then Sasha and Naomi come back. My prediction for this is that uh, we will get Alexa Aska taking on Eo and Dakota. So uh, that will be one semi-final. I think the other semi-final will be Natalia and Sonia taking on Raquel and Aaliyah. I then think we get Raquel and Aaliyah against Eo and Dakota in the final. And I think we get, because uh, that way, I mean, Raquel's not been on the main roster very long. Aaliyah's not been on the main roster very long. EO and Dakota have only just arrived. It's a great showcase for relatively new talent. Uh, and I also think that Eo and Dakota need a push. They've only just arrived. They need a push. So uh, I think that we are very much uh, going to see the arrival of Bailey's group, EO and Dakota. Um, I don't know how they get past Alexa and Asuka. That's going to be tricky. Maybe Bailey gets involved, but uh, I think they will. I think they'll go to the final. And then I can see EO and Dakota celebrating with those belts. Out comes Sasha and Naomi. It, it just seems to write itself to me. That seems to make sense. Let me know if you see different, but uh, I've got EO and Dakota winning this. Interesting that we've got Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Two names from NXT. They don't tag team down in uh, NXT. I don't even know if they're on the same page or even friends. But um, I think they're probably there just to like fill a gap. That's what it feels like to me. Maybe uh, Triple H wants to have a look at them as well. See how they would do on the main roster. So uh, maybe he's just having a little bit of a look. But I think they probably don't get past Natalia and Sonya. But uh, that's the bracket anyway. Right, show opens with Bailey. She comes down, crowd booing her, and this faction out of the arena. Loud boos, so loud that it really did throw Bailey off. She referred to Dakota Kai as Dakota Sky, and uh, I, you know that got her all flustered. And she had fun with it. You know, uh, mistakes happen, and uh, she very much uh, rolls with those punches. She says uh, that last week they made a statement. You might remember there was a big brawl and uh, it was good. I mean, I I kind of I like Bailey. It's good that Bailey is back. I was joking uh, on the watch along that this outfit is the same outfit as the white one that she wore. She must have got that either in a buy one, get one free or she's mixed up her whites and her colors when she's doing her uh, weekly wash and uh, somehow this has now gone red. But uh, either way, uh, good hot start to this. That brought out, uh, of course, Alexa, who got to say a few words. Asuka and Bianca. And the match has been made. So obviously we saw these uh, brawling last week. But the match is made at Clash at the Castle. It is going to be a six-person tag match. It's going to be a big three-on-three. Should be a lot of fun. Great to see Alexa and Aska. Uh, on a pay-per-view show. Neither of them making it onto SummerSlam. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. I'm down for this. I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, I think that the Women's Tag Tournament should be done, should be finished by the time we uh, get to Clash at the Castle. So I wonder if like maybe Sasha and Naomi appear at Clash at the Castle. I can't imagine Sasha and Naomi not being at Clash at the Castle if they return before. So... Perhaps they won't make their presence felt as soon as the women's tag champs have been crowned. Perhaps they'll wait for Clash at the Castle. But I think if you are going to Clash at the Castle, I think there is a good chance that you could be seeing Sasha and Naomi. And well, you already know you're going to be seeing this match. Let's put it that way. Right. First match. This was good. This was a decent little match. I thought this was a good showcase for Angelo Dawkins. This was Seth against Angelo Dawkins. Seth Rollins wins, but uh, Dawkins gives a really good account of himself. Shout out to uh, Rotom in our watch along. He was the one that pointed out that Dawkins no longer wearing a shirt. Dawkins no longer had a shirt on. He always wears a shirt. Not in this match. Clearly, that is something that bothered Vince. Vince was all about physique, but uh, that's not something that bothers Triple H as much. So uh, no shirt for Dawkins. I did wonder, is this a way of kind of encouraging, maybe inspiring Dawkins to go and work out a little bit more? If you know that you're going to wear a shirt, are you hitting the gym as hard? Because no one's going to see it apart from you. Whereas if now you're being told no more shirts, is that something that would just encourage you? To like work on your physique a little more. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's me thinking into it a little bit too much. But I did think that it was uh, a great uh, point that uh, Dawkins no longer wearing a shirt. And as we said, Seth Rollins gets uh, the win here. There was another good point made, but I didn't jot it down. That's my bad. But um, basically, uh, Seth does attack Dawkins after the match. Montez makes a save, but Seth is able to get a few shots in and um, there definitely could be an argument that Dawkins saved Montez uh, from an attack last week. Montez a little bit slow to make the save this week. He was uh, removed from ringside during the match, so he had to come running down. Uh, What I like about it is Montez can say, I got there as quick as I could. Dawkins, if he wants to make some out of it, possibly could. So maybe a few teases few little bit of groundwork there for a potential street profit split but i don't know could be summer could be nothing just worth keeping an eye on uh next segment backstage we had dominic and edge edge uh saying he was sorry obviously he speared dominic last week and uh that's i think how we closed the show it's a big moment And uh, Dominic uh, seemingly not willing to forgive. Uh, He seems to think that Edge might have done it on purpose. Kids. Uh, But uh, Ray is like, look, I've known this guy for 20 years. If he says he didn't mean it and he's apologising, that's good with me. Dominic's like, yeah, but you've known me 25. I can't believe you're choosing him over me. So we're starting to see these seeds being planted of a potential split here as well. Uh, So... This was interesting. I, I I liked this. I like what they're doing. This is like a slow burn. And can we just point out that we're in the locker room here? I think that's really important as well, because some of these segments would have took place in a corridor. You know, like, you know, where all the kind of the trunks are that they use to pack all the equipment. That That's the kind of place this would have took. I like being in the locker rooms. I like being in the locker rooms with a locker room. Kind of background. I don't know. It's very old school, and uh, just I really liked it. We would see it again um, in a second as well. That kind of a, a different feel of the backgrounds, um, and that was this, where Tommaso was, I believe, in the misses locker room, and uh, you can see that uh, we're, we we pointed this out last week how they're starting to talk more about legends and about how some of those older names are getting mentioned. We spoke about that United States championship kind of video package and you know we're seeing clips of Dusty and we're seeing clips of Harley Race and all these legends from the past and that is not something WWE have ever done they don't they never look back they always look forwards and there's a lot to be said for that but I do think there's you shouldn't be ashamed of your past like you shouldn't be ashamed of where you've been and you know with WWE's rich history there's so much footage and so much legacy for them to lean into and, you know, just kind of remind the fans of where we've been and why these belts matter. And I don't know, I I just love it. I love the history of wrestling. I've grown up with wrestling. So seeing the legends get given that kind of acknowledgement, I really love it. And this, I just, I couldn't have loved this more. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa basically saying how much Harley Race, the first United States champion, meant to him. We saw some pictures of him with Harley. Uh, he said that he used to refer to him as being the boss. He wanted to dedicate tonight's match to Harley race as well. And he showed the robe up on the wall. I didn't expect uh, him to be wearing it, but uh, he does wear it later in the show. But uh, yeah, this was just a great moment. And as we said, lots about this I really liked. It's not a little backstage in the corridor type thing. It's it's in a locker room. It's in a changing room. I think it's probably Miz's changing room. And um, it felt good. It felt personal. And and uh, do you know what it was? It was Tommaso, or Champa, cutting a promo, a killer promo that we know that he can cut. He was doing that backstage, and it was great to see. It really was great to see because he is a great promo, and he's been doing promos, but they've been burying them away on WWE.com or social media. We finally got like a backstage promo. Um, just on the show, and it was great. It was everything you hoped it would be. He came across like the big star that he is tonight. He had a great night. Someone else that had a great night, Kevin Owens. Owens had a great night because he comes down. Ezekiel is already in the ring. No entrance for Ezekiel. Owens comes down, and you can see in his face immediately, he is focused. He is focused. The old Kevin Owens is back And uh, he comes down and he destroys Ezekiel. No idea what the official decision is here. If the match started, then surely Owens wins by ref stoppage. If the match never gets going. So I don't remember if we heard the bell or not. Then um, maybe it was just never happened. It was just an attack. But uh, either way, it's irrelevant. The bigger message is that Kevin Owens is back. He destroys Ezekiel. Power bombs him into the edge of the ring. Stretcher comes out. And it's great. We do hear from Kevin Owens later. And uh, it's a good promo as well. Talking of uh, good promos, decent promos, we've got the Judgment Day. Uh, I like Balor here. I thought Bala said some real good stuff. He said fear isn't real, but danger is. And he is danger. And uh, there's some good stuff in this promo. Priest uh, was uh, saying basically Edge has not fought in Toronto in about 12 years. And he says that Raw is in Toronto in a couple of weeks time and he challenges Edge to a fight in Toronto in a few weeks time. Um, I think that was accepted. We do see Edge come out in a second or in a bit. And um, so I'm guessing that's a yes. Um, And I feel like that's a big, tasty match. I mean, if you're in the Toronto area, you are going to be excited about seeing Edge perform potentially for the first time since he's come back. Uh, in Toronto, I mean, they are going to be so behind him. That's going to be a great atmosphere. So really excited about that. So that's in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we then uh, move on to the match, which is Finn Balor against Rey Mysterio. That had been announced uh, in advance, so we knew that we were getting that. Ray comes out. There's no sign of Dominic. Dominic upset, of course. Um, Ray is siding with Edge, uh, and so the match uh, starts. Um, And then we get like a brawl, not the best screenshot if you are watching on YouTube, but that is a shot of the crowd and Edge comes down and he uh, starts brawling with Damian Priest. So this is what I'm saying. I think that was the answer. Yes, I will fight you in two weeks. In fact, I'll fight you now. So he comes down and deals with Damian Priest. Damian Priest, of course, unsurprisingly, getting involved in the match. Edge coming down and evening up the odds. So uh, that's what we got. We got a big brawl. That uh, broke out and uh, basically they uh, they would kind of take each other away. So that was them out of the equation. Match continues. uh, But then this happens. Rhea Ripley walks out. We did wonder where she was. She never came out with them. But uh, she comes out with a beaten up Dominic Mysterio. Dominic absolutely battered. I I mean, look, Rhea Ripley is a killer. She looks fantastic. I love, love, love Rhea Ripley. This isn't a great look for Dominic. The fact that uh, he can get jumped and destroyed by Rhea Ripley. Like if he's struggling with Rhea Ripley, he's going to really struggle with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and all the other killers that are in the men's division. So I don't know. I mean, it looks great for Rhea Ripley, though. So she uh, attacks and beats up uh, Dominic Mysterio. She like carries his lifeless body out, dumps him on the floor. Make sure that Rey Mysterio can see it. And uh, of course, the end result is that Rey loses the match to Finn Balor. So Finn Balor victorious, thanks to that distraction. And um, it's going to be interesting. This whole story is quite interesting as to where we're going, where it's heading. Uh, It's something that's definitely uh, holding my attention. Uh, Let's move on, shall we, to uh, the next one. And uh, this was basically the uh, tag match. So the first round of the women's uh, tag tournament. So uh, we had E.O. and we had Dakota. They were victorious over Tamina and Dana Brooke. Um, I wouldn't say it was uh, a great match, but uh, it was all right. It served its purpose. And uh, clearly the right team won. Then this is where things get really interesting. So then we had Kevin Owens backstage. Kevin Owens was uh, backstage. He got interviewed about his attack and uh, what he did to Ezekiel. And in the background, you can see that a car has crashed. It's like just absolutely just driven into like a a, a bollard of some kind. There seemed to be like smoke coming out from the bonnet. And there was loads of security guards standing around. So uh, there was loads of, like, drama and things that were happening. And it was one of those moments that you absolutely could have been forgiven for missing. It's one of those moments where, like, you really might not have noticed. But um, there was a lot of people that were commenting on it saying, oh, can you see what's happened in the background? Can you see, uh, like, uh, I think Nikki A.S.H. and Drop were both standing around. So uh, people were saying like, oh, have you seen the car crash and everything? And what was great was that they never really drew attention to it. You never see the car actually crashing. And what I love about that is like the fact that cameras are always there when something like that happens. I think it's it's crazy. It's crazy that cameras are always there because they're not always going to be there. This felt really realistic. I really liked this. I really like the way that this was done. It was it was subtle. It was clever. It was believable. Um, There was a lot about this that was really good. And it got people asking questions of like, what are they doing here? Where is this going type stuff? So uh, people were asking plenty of questions. And obviously, at the end of the show, we would get some uh, some answers. And uh, it was good. It was exciting. Next slide. There you go. There is Tommaso wearing that Harley race uh, robe. And uh, he looks great and it just gave this a big fight feel. Both he and Bobby get big introductions and uh, it was really, really good. This was um, a real highlight. Crowd were right behind it. I think this might have been the match of the night as well. Although the main event also got This Is Awesome chance, But uh, this one really was enjoyable. Tommaso, as I said, really showing just how good he is. Really showing what he's capable of. So uh, we did get uh, Tommaso coming out in that robe. Um, Miz, of course, constantly getting involved, uh, constantly making his presence felt. Great camera shot. I wish I had a screenshot of this, but you had Miz just standing there. And in the background, you could see AJ Styles jump the barricade, come running towards the Miz, and you saw it all happening in real time. No camera cuts or anything. It was one long shot and it was brilliant. He just throws this... Phenomenal forearm at The Miz. And you are right there when he throws it. The camera shot was so exciting. So uh, AJ Styles comes and evens up the scores. And as I say, it was really, really cool. There you can see AJ attacking uh, The Miz. Thanks to uh, AJ taking The Miz out of the equation, Bobby is able to get the hurt lock applied. Bobby Lashley retains. Really good match. Really, really good match. Really good. I hope you lot enjoyed it as well. So uh, victory there for Bobby. Um, We also got to see Amos. He took on a couple of local jobbers. Um, Blazed Radio, um, big supporter of the channel, he uh, said that apparently these are known in, I think, the Pittsburgh area. Pittsburgh area. They are IWC talent. Uh, So uh, they are a couple of people from that promotion. So they got destroyed anyway, as they should have by a Moss. Um, just a match to make a Moss look like a monster. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Next week, we found out Riddle will be giving an exclusive interview. And uh, which is pretty interesting. We haven't seen uh, much of Riddle. We did see him at SummerSlam, but uh, it will have been a few weeks since we've seen him. So next week, we get an interview with Riddle backstage with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was uh, <laughs> good. He said that uh, basically Riddle just flushes his potential away. Ask Dana White. That was a great line. For those of you that don't know, Riddle used to be in the UFC. And uh, yeah, he gave some great performances. But um, yeah, he was also getting busted for like marijuana. And sadly, marijuana is a banned substance. Don't know why. Shouldn't be. But uh, it's a banned substance. It's hardly performance enhancing. But uh, it's on the bad and substance list and Riddle just kept getting busted for it. And so a lot of his fights like kept getting like no contests or reverse decisions. And I think Dana just had enough. I think Dana was like, if you're not going to take this seriously and follow the rules, then forget it. And so he ends up getting cut from the UFC. Obviously, he would go to the indie scene and wrestling progress and start building himself up, find his way to NXT, find himself to the main roster. But... That was a great line by Seth ask Dana White. He said I might have to Cody Rhodes his ass out. Uh so a uh, little reference to Cody. So uh yeah, this is uh they're still building this Seth and Riddle feud. Uh then we got Chad Gable against uh, Dolph Ziggler. So Chad Gable against Dolph, and uh, Dolph picks up the win. This match is alright. I think that it 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 was definitely a step down from the Tommaso Champa. Bobby Lashley match, but uh, it was still solid. I mean, it really feels like anyone that gets a match on Raw or SmackDown now has a real opportunity to show what they can do. Unless unless you're some IWC jobbers and you're taking on a Moss, um, then you don't get much of a chance. But if you're a WWE superstar, then uh, you're getting a chance to shine. And the in-ring is just so much more enjoyable. And it's great not having, like, endless rematches and everything. So really solid stuff. Then uh, we were backstage. This is just before the main event. We were backstage and you can see Alexa and Asuka and in the background, the car is being towed away. So again, another shot of the car in the background being towed away. And all of those security guards would all of a sudden just start running and they would run past Alexa and run past Asuka. These two teaming together in that women's tag tournament. And uh, you knew at this point something was going on, and uh, I think even WWE uh, tweeted out like what's happening in the parking lot. So for those that might have missed it, WWE like you know, are you looking at the background? Something's happening. But uh, as I said, I love it. I love the fact that we're 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 not focused on it. It's happening in the background. It's great. And then that took us to AJ and The Miz. There were no DQ match. This match was made obviously because of what happened earlier with AJ attacking The Miz, trying to even up the scores as uh, Bobby was taking on Champer. And um, we saw kendos. We saw fighting outside the ring. We saw loads of great action. Crowd were chanting, this is awesome. They were really into it. But uh, bottom line is AJ gets the victory. So AJ beats The Miz in the main event. And then it was a case of what happens now. If you want to see my live. uh, Do that. It's on the watch along. But I did upload a separate video. There is a separate video on the Wrestling Days channel. You can see my live reaction to the last few moments of Raw. And what happens next. Because what happens next is really cool. It's really cool. Because I've got a a picture that I got from Twitter, actually. I wasn't able to get the screenshot in time. But basically what happens is AJ wins the match. He's standing in the ring. On the outside, you can see a load of security guards. It looks like there's a fight in the crowd or something's happening in the crowds. But what's actually happening is they've managed to stop someone from jumping in the ring. And that person is being restrained. And they pick him up and start dragging him away. And for the briefest of moments, you see who it is. It's Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is that person. Dexter Loomis is the person that is picked up and dragged away. So Dexter Loomis with a, a look on his eyes, like so intense as he's being like dragged off. It's it's so good. It's so good because he is the person that has raced to Raw. He is the person that has seemingly crashed the car. He is the person that has tried to storm to the ring. And the way that WWE have set this out and played this off is they've made it seem like Dexter Loomis is just some crazed person. And that is exactly his character. For those of you that don't know who Dexter Loomis is, he's a, a wrestler. He's under contract. Spoiler. He was down in NXT. And he was someone that would just, like, be in the background. Like, someone would talk and do a promo. And then from behind the door, Dexter Loomis would, like, just appear, look over the door. He never really spoke. He did say a few words, but he never really spoke. He was always about doing pictures and caricatures and things along those lines to get his messages across. He is unhinged. He is psychotic or seemingly psychotic. He is someone... That I think is going to bring something different to the main roster. He is someone that is going to be stalking people. I can. All of this stuff playing in the background is perfect for his character. It is perfect for his character. And the way they told that story and the way it led to him trying to get into the ring. It's got a little bit of maybe a Retribution vibe to it. You remember Retribution? They were trying to disrupt the show. I don't know that he's trying to disrupt the show or if he's specifically trying to get to someone. I I, I can't wait to find out what the story is here, but brilliant. The-, the image that you can see on YouTube is of him being dragged away. We never see that. This is taken from someone in the crowd that was there live. Uh, We just briefly see his face and see him getting dragged off, but you don't really see that much. So if it was something that people missed, then uh, I could understand it. But it is, that's it. That's a better shot of it, basically. And it is Dexter Loomis. So really enjoyable show. Just to round up this part of it before we jump over and get your thoughts. Really enjoyable show. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see uh, where we're going to go from here. Let's jump over to uh, the chat. See what uh, people are saying. KC Max said this just tells you that you need to be paying attention to uh, the back- the backstage and the background. That's true, actually. That's true. And I think if there's one thing that wrestling fans love doing, and certainly uh, wrestling fans that have been kind of um, used to Bray and the puppets and all of that, like looking in the background. Is something that they love to do. It's something that uh, they're very good at. And uh, I think that this is something WWE can have a lot of fun with. Uh, Triple H bringing back the talent that meant a lot uh, to him. And you could see their potential as future stars, says Bama. Uh, Adam said former WWE superstar Eugene Palomero passed away yesterday at the Edge 57. Blaze said what an amazing Raw so much happened. I can't remember it all, but that's a good thing. And I can't wait for more. Uh, Imano Imannol says this feels refreshing. That's a great word and I love it. Dexter is awesome. I hope he gets his original music. Great shout because his original music is so fitting for his character. It's a bit like Stranger Things kind of a vibe to it. So, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, NFL News said, I really enjoyed Dexter Loomis in NXT. Mr. Jacob Goat said, that Loomis moment was so good. Uh, Ledge Killer said, I like Bobby Lashley against champer uh, Yep. Yeah. Sam said, I was wondering what time is it in the UK? It is about 10 to 5 in the morning. Uh, Blaze said, IWC is international wrestling cartel. It's where Britt Baker and Wardlow came from. Good knowledge. Didn't know that. Gwen said Triple H is solidifying himself as an all time booker, I swear. Wrestle with Andy said, I just realized still no theory tonight. Excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, Adam said Zoe Starks against Mandy Rose for the NXT title is seven days from tomorrow. Charles DeBronx said, are you pleased Raw isn't torture to watch anymore? Uh, to be honest, I'm so used to watching roars that are largely bad and have a few redeeming uh, features that when you actually if we, if that was to continue, I'm so used to it now. Fine. But um, th- these shows are refreshing. I mean, from start to finish, there is just interesting segments, things going on. I love how Loomis was playing out in the background. I love how Tommaso Ciampa was wearing that Harley race robe. I love that we're... Paying homage to legends of the past. I love how the in-ring matters more. And we're getting more great matches. I mean Bobby against Tommaso was pay-per-view worthy. No doubt about that. It was absolutely pay-per-view worthy. Something that could have been at SummerSlam. So really enjoyed uh, what we're getting in there. The start of the tournament. So we got to see the bracket. I love how we're getting some different backgrounds. It's not just the same backgrounds for the promos uh champers promo was so passionate i mean it's just uh, yeah it, it, fresh it, it definitely feels we said last week that the title of last week's show was evolution not revolution and it, and it does feel that way i think this still feels at its core like it is raw the feel of the show is largely the same because kevin dunn is still largely overseeing the production but um there's enough changes whereby The stuff that was annoying has gone. You know, no 24-7 segment, for example. And actually, if anything, they made fun of the 24-7 belt. A little backstage moment between Dana and Bailey. Bailey was like, we've not come for your title. (laughs) Don't don't worry, we ain't about to roll you up. So uh, if anything, they were making fun of it. Uh, Theory being missing does worry me a little bit. I feel like he might lose. Money in the bank said Almighty Supreme. Uh, well, to be honest, I'd forgotten or I don't know if I'd forgot or didn't even know. But um, the chat pointed out earlier that his uncle had passed away last week. So um, that's why he wasn't around last week. And maybe that's still the same this week. You know, if he had a couple of weeks uh, to deal with that family issue, then I don't think anyone's going to begrudging that. Uh, what ruins WWE today, said Sean, it's having the titles unified. It's taking great title matches away from us. Yeah, well, USA, uh, there was an interesting report. USA Network wants to have a title back. They want to have a title back on Raw. So uh, there is a belief that a title is going to leave Roman soon. And uh, we will go back to two champions. So Carrion has got to be in the conversation for that. Maybe Drew as well. There's a draft coming up as well. So, um, you know, they could put the belt on Carrion. They could put the belt on Drew. They could then get drafted to Raw Um, and you could do it that way. How they only get one belt, I'm not sure yet. I don't know if Clash at the Castle will just be for one title, and maybe Carrion gets added, and it's a triple threat. Uh, Maybe Drew pins Carrion. That way, Roman loses a belt, but he doesn't actually get beaten. I don't know that I want to see Carrion getting pinned, though. That's the only thing. Not so soon. So, this might be crazy, and and um, I feel crazy saying it, but... I think I want Carrion pinning Drew, but I just can't see that happening in Wales. I can't see that happening. I think in Clash at Wales, a big UK show, surely Drew is going to be winning that title. If only one title is on the line and Carrion is added, I've got a horrible feeling that Carrion might be taking the pin to protect Roman, so... Uh, Who else do you want to see return? Uh, I want to see Billy Kay return. I know that she might not be the most popular choice, but she genuinely always entertained me. And I don't think you need constantly people at the top of the cards. Like, Carrion feels like someone that belongs in the main event scene. Dexter Loomis feels like he belongs in the main event scene. Like, these guys feel like they are main event. Maybe it'll take a little while for Dexter to get there. And it might depend how he goes, but he feels like he deserves to be at the top of the cards. He's got such a great character that if it's booked right and under Triple H, I think it will be. I really do think that uh, you can do something really good with uh, Dexter Loomis. But I think that uh, you need people in the middle of the cards. You need people that are going to take losses. I think Billy Kay would be a brilliant addition because she's funny. She, I find her really entertaining but she can lose. I mean, I'm not going to be waving the flag for her to be a women's champion. I don't mind if she is, but she can absolutely be in tag teams. She can uh, be jobbing out and putting people over. Um, But as long as you give her segments and she's still getting her comedy across, she can be a a little bit like the R-Truth of the women's division. You know, R-Truth puts people over if ever he has a match, doesn't even have matches that much Tends to fill out the 24-7 stuff. But I'm sure, hopefully, we find something good for our truth under this Triple H regime. We haven't seen him in a while. Um, but, I, yeah, I'd like to see Billy Kay come back. I know a lot of people want Bray. I don't mind Bray coming back. I just, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like under Triple H. I really don't. I can't I can't work out what how that will go. I mean, would The Fiend come back? Would you get Supernatural stuff under Triple H? I, 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 I just don't know. I just don't know. So I don't mind coming back, but I've got big questions about how Bray would be used. Um, Billy Kay, I think, hopefully would be used well with comedy. And I always like Tyler Breeze, man. I love Tyler Breeze. I, I, again, mid-card, mid-card, can put people over, don't need him to be champion. I think he's got a good gimmick. Maybe it's a bit too similar to Theory, so maybe that would be a problem. But um, yeah, I always liked him. But I think that's a long shot. I think I don't see that one happening now. But there's a few. There's definitely a few names. And of course, Johnny Gagano. I always wanted him to come back. I want him to come back. But there was a chance that could have happened tonight in Cleveland. But uh, seemingly not. Seemingly, it wasn't going to go that way, unfortunately. So no Johnny Gagano. But uh, yeah, a few options there. We did a whole video, actually. Big thank you to everyone that's been enjoying the top 10s that we've been doing. Uh, I don't know what we'll do tomorrow. There might be another top 10 tomorrow, but we did one today and it was all about changes that I would like to see. But we did one the other day that was 10 people Triple H could bring back. And uh, so we do actually touch on a lot of them in that video. Uh, Days, could Dexter someday win the championship, said Mr. Jacob Goat? Yes. Yep. I can't see why not. Uh, You answered your own question about Bray. Look at Dexter. Uh, well, Dexter's not supernatural, so, I mean, like, he's, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a darker character that kind of lives in the shadows in a stalker, psycho killer kind of a way, and if Bray was to come back and be like that, I, I'd be totally on board, I think that could be brilliant, but, um, I don't know, I mean, I think a lot of us want different things from Bray, you know, there's a lot of people watching that want The fiend. There's a lot of people watching that might want cult leader bray there's a lot of people watching that might want the supernatural stuff there's gonna be a lot of people watching that doesn't want the supernatural stuff like I don't know that there's any i i think that I think a lot of people i think everyone respects Bray and I think appreciates his creativity and I think that that creativity would be at this stage very welcome back in w w e but I just yeah I just don't know I don't know I just can't quite. I couldn't tell you what a Bray character would look like under Triple H. Would it be the Fiend? Would it be the Funhouse? Would it be something different? Would it be Supernatural? I really don't know. I really don't know. Michael said, I read that WWE want to bring in an interim world champion. No. that They don't want to bring in an interim world champion. So I think the report on that was that USA proposed an interim world champion because... They want a championship back on their show. I mean, they don't really get Roman as much as Fox do. And they want one of the world titles on their show. So apparently they said, well, can we have an interim champion? And WWE turned it down. So WWE don't want to do the interim champion thing. That was something that USA proposed. But um, either way, they're going to get a world title back. But it's just how we get there, so there there will be one there will be a a, a champion on raw uh, again but we're just going to have to wait and see mr jacob goat said wrestling days is dexter versus cross a dream match um i don't know that it's a dream match i don't know that it's something that i dream of seeing but it's definitely a match that we could get uh, down the road and um they're both big they're both credible Uh, I think that it could, you know, with good booking and plenty of, you know, time and good storytelling, it could become a dream match. But I I don't know that I could say it's a dream match right now. I think it's a bit too soon for that. Uh, An interim WWE champion would be a Tony Khan thing to do, says Jim. Uh, Philip said, I think WWE stepping up will make AEW step up and create great shows. What time to be a wrestling fan. Almighty Supreme One said someone I want back is John Morrison. I know he isn't talked about and his last run was bad, but his talent speaks for itself. Good answer. Uh, Mr. Jacob Goat said, thanks for the answer. You are welcome. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I like I really enjoyed this part of our kind of post show. Like I love the first part where we can just go through the show. And I think I suppose in my mind, if people watch that first part and then they want to go, so they've got the results and everything and then they want to go like, that's fine. I mean, it's there. It's the first half an hour or whatever. But I, I am starting to think about doing like a, this second half now, maybe making these reviews an hour long, which hopefully doesn't put people off because that's a lot of time to sit and listen. But hopefully it doesn't put people off and uh, people... Uh, are still open to checking it out the next day and everything and this second part I-, I like throwing it over to you guys reading your comments this is what we do in our watch-longs anyway but I know many of you don't get chance to watch us live and um, so instead you you know jump in now. Uh, Shannon says is Dexter stalking AJ or The Miz? Good question really good question I don't have the answer to that uh, I I don't know why is he so desperate to drive to Raw, crash the car, try and storm the ring? Is he trying to make a statement or has someone wronged him? Is he trying to get at Miz and is he trying to get at AJ? I, I mean, was he trying to get a Tommaso Ciampa? I, I don't know. Or is he just trying to make a, an impression? I think it's a really good question. I, we're going to have to find out. Uh, Tony said, is UFC going to be good on Saturday? UFC is good every Saturday, Tony. Uh, Bearded Bronco said, bring back the 30-day rule and strip Roman. That's how Roman can get, that's how Raw could get a title back. Uh, Well, technically, he defended both belts, didn't he, at uh, SummerSlam? So as long as both belts, yeah, I mean, the 30-day rule is a good rule to bring back. I don't know when his next title defense will be. If it's at Clash at the Castle... Then you might be able to make an argument that that's over thirty days, but yeah, I, I I don't know I I don't know I don't know if they would go down that road because it kind of feels like we know that it's him against Drew and that's going to be at Clash at the Castle. I think for them to say actually you need to defend the Raw title between now and Clash at the Castle that'd be an interesting story and I could see him and uh, Paul Heyman kicking off, but I don't know if they would just relinquish it. I don't know if they would do that. I think you're going to have to tell him that he's got to defend it and then it's his choice whether he does or not. And I, I can't see him just willing to let one of the belts go. It kind of makes it seem like he doesn't care about it if he does that. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. Brian said, uh, do you see Ambrose returning? No, I, I I, don't see him returning just because I think he is loving being John Moxley. I think he is fully signed up to the AEW project. And uh, I I just can't see it. I can't see it, to be honest. I think that he comes back and goes in the Hall of Fame with The Shield. And maybe when he's done with AEW, he does a few matches with The Shield or one last match with The Shield. But I'm just really struggling seeing him come back and have a run. I, I can't see that. Philip said, if NXT starts to be great, would you consider streaming it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. I needed the time, to be honest, on a Tuesday. Tuesday is when I get a couple of videos done and then they go onto the channel. So it was either NXT or AEW that needed to, like, give way. Um, I think as I'm starting to find a bit of a routine and I'm starting to find the kind of content that people enjoy and want to watch on the channel um as soon as i like you know get that clarity then it will be a lot easier for me you know we've been trying debut videos we're trying these top 10 videos um you know if if one of these works and i can just like make a load of them then yeah then that might free up my tuesdays a little bit more so but i must admit i tried to watch nxt last week and no disrespect to people that enjoy it if you enjoy it that's fantastic but i did try to watch it last week and i really struggled I really, really struggled. There was a match between Mandy Rose and Saray that I just... uh, It was awful. Like, the strikes looked awful. The match looked like it was in slow motion. And uh, I was done. I was done. I was like... Whatever's going on on the main roster doesn't seem to be affecting the quality of NXT at the moment. It might do. We might get there. But I can't say it's happened yet. So... Yeah, I watched uh, I watched like the first hour. I wasn't feeling it. And then the Mandy Rose match ended it for me. Because so. I really wanted to do like a post-show review like this for NXT. And maybe I will try it again tomorrow. Maybe I'll try again tomorrow. Maybe last week, just, I don't know. Maybe last week was a bad week or I was in a bad mood. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't think I was in a bad mood. But um, yeah, it didn't grab me. Going Ghost said, what if they give Loomis a character that's similar to the Psycho Sid character? Unhinged. Could that be good, your thoughts? Well, that is his character in many ways. I would say unhinged. I mean, he is someone that's in the shadows, uh, kind of stalks people, um, doesn't talk, communicates through drawings um, and will do like caricatures and he'll draw. And it might be like, you know, him standing over the lifeless body of the Miz and rather than saying I'm gonna beat you up his picture will show what he intends to do and um yeah I think the the problem was with Dexter in NXT was he started off as what he appears to be now this kind of moody silent killer but by the end he was getting married to like Indy Hartwell and there was weddings and honeymoons and you know there was comedy segments that he was involved in and I think we just got too far away from what made Dexter Loomis Dexter Loomis. So I I'm really interested to see like how this plays out. And and the, the the shot of him at the end of Raw being dragged away I thought was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. So I'm on board with it. But yeah, good chat going, Ghost I, I I Psychosid. I suppose in a way that's an excellent comparison. This is gonna be this generation's Psychosid. Just maybe not as big, maybe not as imposing. I don't think he's got the same height as Psychosid, but He's not a small guy. He'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Shannon said, it's hard watching NXT. Hopefully it picks back up. I've not been into it since it turned 2.0. Yeah. I'm aware that people will be watching this going, oh, I love NXT and all of that. And that's fine. I mean, as I said, there's no shade. No shade. I used to watch it, but then I had to make a call of like, do I stop watching AEW or NXT? Because I need an evening to get stuff done. And... um Less people joined us for NXT, and that was why. But I must admit, the show quality had dipped as well for me. And uh, I just watched it the other day, and I just couldn't find a way back into it. But as I said, maybe I'll give it another go tomorrow. Uh, Sports Media said, What about Theory takes the pin attempt cash in, making it a fatal four-way? Um... I don't know. The problem with the Fatal 4-Way is that the odds are very much against you. You've got a 25% chance of winning. So if he cashes in and makes it a Fatal 4-Way, he's going to have to do it when all three other guys are down. So you could do that. You could have uh, everyone be down and then Theory pins someone. But the problem is, if Theory cashes in and pins Roman, that's going to suck because... You don't it's you don't really want to see Roman get pinned. If he comes in and pins Drew, that's gonna suck because it's Clash at the Castle and like this is a big main event and it's gonna suck that Drew just got pinned. And then if he comes down and pins Carrion Cross, well that's gonna suck. Because Carrion Cross has only just arrived. Do we wanna see him losing on a big stage already? So uh, I don't know. I mean you could as you say, you could have theory cash in and then he gets pinned, but then That's the end of him being Mr. Money in the Bank. So you're taking the money in the bank off of him. What we need to do is we need to shove Charlotte in there. That's what we need to do. That's, I think, what we did at WrestleMania 35. You shove Charlotte in there and then Charlotte takes the pin. So uh, the score that you lot gave it, the official score, 8.5 is uh, the official score. So 14 responses, 8.5. 11 responses with uh, eight. Uh, and uh, seven responses with 10. But uh, 8.5 is the official score for this one. Uh, we'll go to uh, people's favourites moments. Uh, we've got uh, Raw was rather fun. I'm glad that Dakota and Eo are finally getting some more love. Not a big Loomis fan, but would rather have Rosemary. Beggars belief. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, loved Dom starting to get more frustrated. Steph against Angelo was a good match. So uh, lots of praise for the in-ring. The car crash and Dexter identified as the driver. I do like this comment saying about like, could Johnny Gagano be involved as well? So uh, I really like that. I, I really like that. Dexter Loomis and the whole cart situation. There's plenty of love for this Dexter Loomis and the car crash situation. Uh, a mysterious storyline playing out in the background and some of the segments. Uh, and then at the end, the face reveal. Yeah, Dexter Loomis and all of that stuff uh, was brilliant. Uh, Champer against Lashley match was brilliant. Uh, I only saw five minutes of the show. Fair enough. Uh, maybe the backstage interactions and backstage stuff. Uh, Loomis return and the build with the car crash. The build to the US title match. It was just class. I love that comment. Uh, car crash, storytelling, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss. US title match and Dexter Loomis return. So plenty of uh, uh, stuff and positivity there. Uh, the next one of things that you didn't enjoy. And uh, on this, we've got, I thought the car crash during the ladies confronting each other threw the show off a little bit. Uh, probably Dexter Loomis, unpopular, but I'm not a fan. I was stupid enough to think Gagano was going to return. A lot of filler. So, uh, you know, stuff we've not seen from Hunter, like the Amos match, Dolph match felt unnecessary. I think these are really fair comments. Uh, not many actual women's tag teams. It's understandable based on the situation that Triple H, Triple H finds the division in. Uh, Nikki and Doudrop, uh still using those uh, terrible gimmicks. So uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky against Dana Brooke and Tamina. Uh, I want to be dominant when Rhea is around. Uh, The John Cena evil messages. Yes, sorry for those. Uh, Nothing pretty much solid show. Uh, 24-7 still exists. That's true. A must against random jobbers. Weird crowd tonight. They were hot at the start. Uh, days being late. Yeah, I was late for the watch along because news broke about uh, Dexter Loomis. So we did a video on it and then uh, he's on the show. And this happened on Friday. News broke about Karrion and Cross, and then he was on Smackdown. So Fightful doing some uh, fantastic work, some brilliant work from Fightful. So credit to them. So uh, there we go. Right. And we are done. As I said, I really want to try and make these about an hour long. Because that seems to work for you guys. You guys seem to really enjoy it being about that length of time. Uh, Half an hour will be a good run through the show. And we thankfully managed to do that before uh, we got smashed with too much lag. We did get hit with a bit of lag. But hopefully it's not going to be uh, too much of a disruption to the show. I will get that fixed though. I will get that fixed. For those of you watching on YouTube, it's a known problem uh, that I will get resolved. So, um, hopefully we don't get that anymore. And, um, yeah, good. Really good. Uh, I'm just loving it. Just really loving it. And I hope you lot are as well. So thanks for watching. Really appreciate the support and, uh, hopefully i see you again next time. Bye for now.